It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, DC Wizards fans all over the world, whether you're in Israel, Japan, DMV, welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Wizards with SB Nation's Bulls Forever writer Ben Mehich and myself, Anthony Citadino. We're your hosts, and you are now locked on Wizards. Thank you all to tune in and um, for spending time with us whenever and wherever you may be listening to this show. Make sure to go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you may listen to podcasts. Also, go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show out of us and a ton to get into about the first Wizards playoff game since 2018, and it was a close one, but the Wizards took their first L to the Philadelphia 76ers. They are down 0-1, 125-118. to Ben, let's go right over it, my friend. This this game was, was close. They had their chances to win. Um, we can go over a lot about the offense, their defensive strategies. We can go over what Philly did. Ben, give us your key takeaways, my friend. I hope you had a great weekend. Anthony, we're back, and we're talking playoff hoops with the Washington Wizards. It's good to be here, man. There were times when we were talking about this team tanking and whatnot, but they're too good for that. Let's be honest. With Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, they weren't going to be in that position. But this loss, I get it. The Sixers are a better team. They're favored to win. Joel Embiid is a finalist for MVP. All of that makes sense. But what was disappointing about Sunday's game was the fact that the Wizards had a chance. They put themselves in a disadvantage immediately. The Sixers, unlike the rest of the teams in the NBA, they play big. There's some, they have guys that can space the floor with Danny Green, Steph Curry, and Tobias Harris, but they play big. I mean, Joel Embiid has, I think, the highest usage rate in the NBA. He's a guy who can sort of space the floor, but most of his baskets come from his back to the basket. He has that fadeaway jump shot. But the Wizards did not try to match up with them at all. I mean, they started three guards immediately. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You have Howell Neto, Bradley Beal, and Russell Westbrook, and immediately Tobias Harris lit them up. I mean, they were possession after possession where Howell Neto, uh, Russ, Brad-ish, all these really small guards are guarding Tobias Harris, who's 6'10". And, and we thought Scott Brooks and the Wizards coaching staff would have learned their lesson from Jason Tatum scoring 50 points with basically that same strategy, if you want to call it a strategy. And they didn't learn their lesson. I mean, Tobias Harris scored 30 points or 28 points in the first half. Uh, Joel Embiid was in foul trouble. So it was only a matter of time before the Sixers blew the game wide open. And that's exactly what they did down the stretch. Washington still had a chance to win, even with Embiid going off in the second half. But their fourth quarter offense just fell apart again. Sometimes, Anthony, it feels like we're recording the same Lockdown Wizards episode because it's been the same issues with this team day in and day out. It's poor offense late in the fourth quarter. It's weird non-adjustments, even though they're getting brutally mismatched or outmatched. Just nothing's really happening to stop that. Meanwhile, you know, coaches like Doc Rivers are eating it up. Because they, they have, they, he doesn't need to make an adjustment. Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid are taking care of business because they're being guarded by, you know, for lack of a better word, players who can't guard them. And they got cooked at the end. Brad, Brad and Russ turned it over and over and over in the fourth quarter, literally throwing the ball out of bounds. 
through no fault of their own, nobody was moving. They didn't trust Rui Hachimura to hit open shots, and there you have it. Team couldn't, couldn't finish, and the Sixers have shot makers, and that's it. That's why they're the best team in Eastern Conference. Right, Ben, and yeah, the, the Wizards were getting pretty unlucky at the end of the fourth there, really throughout the stretch to the fourth um, with turnovers, Russ and Brad. It's just, uh, I mean, was not going their way, even though they had a chance. Ben, when you look at their numbers, over 55% from the floor overall, 40% from three, 80% from the line. The Wizards, looking at those numbers, it sounds fine, just fine. But when you look at how many free throws Philadelphia shot, they went 23 for 33 from the line. The Wizards went 12 for 15. Only three Wizard players to shoot free throws. Alex Len, Russell, and Bradley Beal. Russell only took two free throws. Ben, that in itself is a huge problem. Not slowing the game down, not getting the line, not, you know, just, you know, making your presence known, really. I mean, and no one, I mean, no one was driving. It really was uh, not like them either because Brad and Russ get to the line a lot. So it's, there's, there were a lot of holes in the game. Uh, you, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of t- great takeaways uh, too, Ben. So I, I don't want to like, you know, go all bad because you know they are playing the best team in the eastern conference right now in the philadelphia 76ers i mean in my mind it's the brooklyn nets but again this is the one seed this is i mean we're, we're just going by best record they have the best record in the in eastern conference so yeah and we have a lot to talk about daniel gafford and we'll get into that later um but again another guy who didn't get to the line you know you know, Davis Bertans. I mean, he. I know he doesn't get to the line much, but he played really well. He shot real well from from behind the three point line. So th- there are some some takeaways here. Uh, again, it you know obviously no moral victories in in the playoffs, but Ben, that they're, they're playing the Sixers, the pieces they have, the depth they have. Come on, I mean, it's just you know, I mean, there's there's we, we can sit here all day and 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 you know, throw mud at the Wizards. But again, they are going up against a far superior team than they are. And that's no slight at the Wizards. That's not. It's just that the Sixers, they have far greater depth. They have the shooters, Danny Green and Seth Curry. They have, I mean, I mean, obviously no no one in the league has a Joel Embiid. There's only one. So he's absolutely monstrous. And Ben, what, what Ben Simmons does, it, it is remarkable what he can do, especially on the defensive end. So you got to give these guys a lot of credit. And again, but I, I do think the Wizards will come back out game two strong. They will give themselves a chance to win because I mean, just and Brad, I mean, you can't count them out, especially down the stretch. They always find a way to really close out games. And that, that's just how it's really has shown throughout their career. I mean, they, they have, and, and that's why they had a chance to be in that game. And Russ really did not play very well. Um, you know, um, how he normally plays, uh, compared to that. So, but Brad, another one is patented, you know, 30, you know, 33, 10 rebounds, six assists. But again, Ben, you are right. The, they both combined for 12 turnovers. That's no slight. That's no really not to them. There wasn't, this didn't look like there was a plan. I mean, it looked like, you know, just kind of ISO for them, right? Give the ball to them. Cross half court and, and, and see what you can do, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't work in the playoffs. And, and, it, and it hasn't worked in the playoffs for Scott Brooks. This isn't the first time where we've seen a Scott Brooks team sort of rely on their stars and kind of forget about the other players. And, and as we've come to learn and we watched in that Sixers game, 
Joel Embiid obviously played an amazing basketball game, but it was at the end Seth Curry who won him the game where he was hitting open shots and put the dagger in them. Right. The Wizards really didn't depend on their guys because a lot of those guys didn't play. I mean, they were outmatched. I would have loved to see Anthony Gill get some playing time. He had a good end to his season. He can match up with the Tobias Harris and some of their bigger players a lot better than the Wizards guards can just by virtue of having size. Garrison Matthews, too. It would have been nice to see him on the floor because he's a capable shooter. And the Wizards, as you said, I mean, don't have very many of those guys on the roster. Uh, you, you're right. I don't think all is lost. Some of the players did play well. They had the sh- had a shot. But what was disappointing here is you saw the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Utah Jazz. You saw the Suns beat the healthy Lakers. We saw the Hawks beat the Knicks. We are seeing teams win games that maybe they're not supposed to win. And the Wizards could have been one of those teams on Sunday, I thought. I mean, they were winning for a good chunk of the game. But those adjustments, the lack of adjustments, I think, really made it difficult for them to overcome the size. And then once Embiid got going, it was really impossible to stop him. And that's, I think, an issue that the Wizards are going to have throughout the whole series. I mean, Embiid might win MVP. The Wizards have no one that can match up with him. How many teams in the league do? I mean, unless unless you're employing Rudy Gobert, there aren't too many centers that can match up well with Joel Embiid there. So... The Wizards are obviously at a disadvantage. It's still playoff hoops. You never know what could happen. Um, but you're, you're right. I think Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel is such a damn good defender. And there, there was a couple of plays where he just straight up locked Bradley Beal down. Embiid's obviously a sick defender. Danny Green. I mean, they have they have versatile wings that can defend three, four spots. The Wizards don't have those players. And that's the difference between the contender and the, just a playoff team. And I think you're seeing that in Washington. But Anthony... Scott Brooks said some interesting things on Monday. Scott Brooks, for in my opinion, is going to be on the hot seat until his contract is over. And I think some of the comments he made were curious, and we'll talk about Scott's comments and I guess what his thinking means for the Wizards going forward. But before we do that, I want to let you know that Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. It's finally a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy. Now it's convenient and discreet. Enjoy it. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes. Locked on NBA Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code locked on NBA to get 20% off all products in your first order. That's lucy.co and use promo code locked on NBA. Also, I have to give a disclaimer it contains nicotine, and that's derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Anthony, speaking of addictive chemicals, I'm addicted to rockauto.com because whenever i have issues with higher old my honda i go to rockauto.com i save some money i'm addicted to saving money that's why i go to rockauto.com you get the same parts when that you need to fix your car by the same professionals and do it yourself first go to rockauto.com see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about his box so they know we sent you it's all the parts you'll need on rockauto.com <clears throat> anthony Joel Embiid's having an mvp season the wizards got to find a way to stop him it's not going to happen but I'm of the opinion that Daniel Gafford is a guy who can at least make life somewhat difficult. Joel Embiid's going to get his numbers, whether Robin Lopez or Daniel Gafford's guarding him. But how is he going to get to those numbers? I think Daniel Gafford can help there. But Scott Brooks, he had this to say on Monday. 
when he was asked about Daniel Gafford's minutes, he said, the way we play, and he's as athletic and in, in as great condition as any big man in the league, but with the pace that we play, he's still carrying around, I don't know what exactly he weighs, 260 pounds. That's a lot of weight to play 10, 12 minutes at a time. We try to break it up as much as we can. Anthony, I saw this and immediately I, I, I quote tweeted it with, with Russell Westbrook going, what? To that one reporter <laughs> when he was pissed off in Oklahoma City. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what Scott Brooks meant. So you and I did some digging. As it turns out, Daniel Gafford doesn't weigh 260 pounds. He weighs roughly 230 pounds. Um, he seems like a very capable Athletic big man. He's not lumbering. He's not a Jan Mahinmi or, or one of these bigger plotting sort of centers. Um, I was confused by that quote. Anthony, what did you make of that? Because the Wizards do play at the highest pace in the NBA. Daniel Gafford is the most athletic center they've had in years. So what gives, Anthony? What did you think about Scott's comments? Was he? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like I couldn't tell if he was joking around. It doesn't seem like he was. I don't know. I was just straight up confused. I'm confused really right now. I've, I mean, hearing it again and again, every time I hear it, it's, it's, it's very confusing. And that's, that's quite something that I would have thought too, Ben, about, you know, him making a joke. But again, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't in the zoom when he said it, I saw the transcript after I needed it in full context. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And again, you're so wrong about your player's weight. I mean, you are like so far off. I mean, LeBron James doesn't even weigh that much. Um, what does that mean? Everyone out there listening, Ben, uh, am I crazy right now? Like, like what, what does, what are we talking about here? What on earth are we talking about here? Look, I, I, I don't, this I, is what I think it means. I think Scott Brooks. Dude, we're talking about 230 pounds. We're talking about weight right now. What are we talking about here? Here's another crazy comment I want to throw at you. Um, this is another one I got from from Fred Katz. He was he. I guess he might have asked about how the Sixers' size compares to the Wizards' three guard lineup. Scott Brooks responded, "It's not how big you are; it's how your heart ticks." So I saw that and I was like, "Man, your heart was a ticking against Jason Tatum and Tobias Harris, and you still got lit up." So I don't care how hard how hard your heart is beating if you're six three if you're me guarding Tobias Harris you're dropping thirty in the first half Jason Tatum's dropping fifty so these comments Anthony I know we're making fun of it and and we're kind of poking fun at, at his comments but it just doesn't make any sense I mean Scott not, Brooks I'm not trying to make fun of it man I mean I I, I think it's I'm not hurt. trying to sit here and like make fun I'm just trying to I'm sitting here confused like everyone else listening we're dude I, I mean I'm looking through the through the roster's weight right now. I mean, Robin Lopez, he's seven foot. Daniel Gafford, 6'10". Robin Lopez, 281 pounds on, on basketball reference. Gafford, 234. What are we talking about here? It's hard to, it's hard to make sense of it. Uh, here's, the, here's what I think is true. Here, here's what I think Scott Brooks would say to you if you asked him. This is just me, me guessing. I think Scott Brooks believes Robin Lopez, Howell Neto, these players who, who play often are straight up better than, than Anthony Gill, than all these other guys. And I think he thinks if he puts these other players in, the Wizards don't have a shot. I think he thinks the Wizards have a better shot at winning games, obviously, when these other guys are playing. And he won't say that. I don't think he'll say that to the media. 
And he's trying to make make this idea that, you know, we play really fast. Daniel Gafford's really big. Therefore, we have to play small. Because to play fast, you got to play small. I'm not buying that. We watch Daniel Gafford play. He's as quick as any center in the NBA. Every single shot he made, he went six for six on Sunday. I think he dunked six times. I mean, the guy oh, catches lots. Are we like sitting here by. talking about the guy being too big? Is that what he pretty much was, was saying? I think he's saying he's too big for the pace we play to play as many minutes as he normally would. I think he's trying to say that. Yeah. Alex Lund, seven foot, 250. I, the, the pace, I, I get that they play at the fastest pace. I mean, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, when they take out the ball after every opponent score, they, they shoot out of a cannon. I mean, that's that's been happening all season. Uh, it makes sense. But Daniel Gafford is the most athletic center on this team. Ben, right? I mean, and, and I don't – this is – it's just very – I don't understand this. It just doesn't make any sort of sense, like, how that's an excuse. I don't get that. I mean, I would have thought – a suffice uh, answer would have been, "Hey, he had five fouls. That's why I didn't play him." You talk about his weight, like, wh- like what is he fat or something? No, dude's in great shape. Dude, six ten, looks like an NBA player. Yeah, oh, he is. Play him twenty. I mean, dude, I, I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, too heavy. I mean, do you think Phil? I mean, Phil Jackson. He, you know, he always, you know, made fun of Shaq for being too heavy. Three, three rings later. I, I mean, what, what, what? what you're mad at a center for being too heavy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I I don't get that, Ben. I I don't get that. I mean, it's like you know, I, Russell Westbrook and and Bradley Beal are, are very fast. I I understand that, but it, I mean, we're not talking about this guy is like shagging, like bah, bah, like so far he's behind not. where he's not. He's not. I mean, what are we talking about here? He's not shagging behind. And, and I don't. I think that's I the even, issue. In fact, Anthony, it's the opposite. The guy keeps up. How many times has he gotten lobs off fast breaks? Every shot the guy makes is an alley-oop. It's off a fast break. It's a dunk. Even he's the bad passes, athletic. he catches. Bad bad passes that are thrown up, he catches them. Bad lobs. I mean, Russ and Beal said you could throw it anywhere this guy go and get it. He's that athletic. I don't think it makes any sense. I think a faster pace for Daniel Gafford is exactly what you want. I think if you play Daniel Gafford in a half-court set, what are you going to do, post him up? No. Like, you don't want Daniel Gafford to post up. You want him You want him on a break because that's where he's at his best. It makes no sense, Anthony, but it segues perfectly. Ben, wait, do we got any numbers on, like, average weight in the NBA right now? Like, Anthony, average, I'm, like, I'm glad you asked. Got, do we got any, like, like some, some hard, hard, you know, numbers right now to just say, hey, Scott, what are we talking about? What, why are we talking about this poor guy's weight? Leave the guy alone. Let him go home and eat. He's fine. He weighs fine. 230 is fine. Come on. All right. So, Anthony, I'm glad you asked this. This is from um, – obviously, our numbers are unofficial. I don't know what Daniel Gafford weighs if he were to step on a scale right, right now. Right, right. Basketball right. reference says he weighs 234. That, optically, just looking at him, seems to make sense. Right. So, we looked up the average weight for, for, or for centers and players in the NBA last year. Um, Yusuf Nurkic was the – Heaviest center in the league at 275 as a starter. The average were 6'11 centers weighing 250 pounds. <laughs> That's more than what Daniel Gafford weighs. Daniel Gafford is below average in weight for a center. I think if you were to tell Scott Brooks this, he would say, you know what? Well, Nurkic doesn't play at the fastest pace in the NBA. Well, Brooke Lopez doesn't. I think he would tell you that if you were to throw Nurkic in a wizard, he wouldn't be able to keep up. And I'd tell Scott Brooks, 
I don't. I disagree. That's what I'm saying. How how much slower are the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, re- really, when we think about it, yes, it's like it's a great place, an incredible pace that the Wizards play at. But how, in terms of like indifferent indifference in from from team to team, how different are we talking about? I, Anthony, I'm so glad you asked this question. I just looked up pace. The Wizards yeah. are first in pace. Scott Brooks is right. The Wizards are right. first in pace. Second. The Milwaukee Bucks, who employ Brooke Lopez, the second heaviest center in the NBA. <laughs> okay. Number five, the Indiana Pacers. Makes sense. Oh. Miles Turner's a you know slender center. He can run. Um, you got some young teams here. I mean, I, I, some of what he's saying checks out. Houston doesn't really have a center. They play fast. Oklahoma City doesn't really play a center. They play fast. Memphis, I guess Jaron Jackson kind of their quasi center uh new Orleans. i'm not right i'm not saying he's crazy like obviously he knows like basketball he's been around basketball his entire life and he's been coaching for a long time now he's played for a long time professional career i'm not saying he's nuts it's just ben it doesn't make sense for daniel gafford that that's just what right i mean i i get that different teams play at different paces right and i i, I mean maybe i'm maybe i was wrong about how like difference in you know in terms of like how how quick teams are compared to others but come on i mean daniel gafford is by far the most athletic center on, on this team with no disrespect to alex lennon and robin lopez they're just nowhere near as fast quick i mean uh you know agile as daniel gafford is and if he can't keep up i mean who can keep up on this team then he's not i'll, he's I'll not raise shagging. you this anthony i'll raise you this i think one of the reasons why they play so fast is because daniel gafford plays really fast i think if you play <laughs> robin lopez 30 minutes a game, they're not going to be first in pace. There's no way. I mean, I just don't see how that would work. And look, the the New Orleans Hornets have Steven Adams as their sonic center, not the fastest or most lumbering guy. Daniel Gafford is way more athletic than him, right. just pure athleticism. And they're a top 10 team in pace, not that far off, like you said. Um, so statistically, there's some validity to what Scott's saying, but generally it just doesn't seem to make sense. But Anthony... Scott Brooks has a lot of adjustments to be made. We'll talk about whether or not he'll make them. But before we do that, we let you know that this episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, baseball, basketball, UFC, MMA, whatever you want. Before the next pitch or hoop, go to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to the website and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Anthony, game Two tomorrow. I won't call it a must win, but obviously first to four moves on. The Wizards are not favored here. Let's get right into it, Anthony. This team needs to make some adjustments. What do you think they have to do differently to give themselves a chance to beat the Sixers on Wednesday? 
Two big things that I really, re- I would really lo- love to see. I would love to see the Wizards as a team, as a whole, to get to the foul line much more than they did in game one. I also would love to see the front court stay out of foul trouble as much. As hard as that is, I mean, going up against Joel Embiid and, and, and bigger bigger guys like, I mean, Ben Simmons, what is he, 6'10", 6'11"? It's, it's not easy. I totally, totally understand that. But again, it's it's... It's so hard when Gafford has five fouls and he's only getting twenty minutes, and and it's it's so hard when when you're there. Scott is forced into rotations, ha- having to throw you know maybe a Robin Lopez in when there's a quicker lineup out there. So Ben, I think those two things for me, um, I really would love to see. I'm not, I'm not gonna ask for more from Russ and Brad. We know what's coming. The league know the the Philly knows what's coming. Those guys are going to stay, and, and, and they're probably getting ready for a ridiculous Russell Westbrook night. And Bradley Beal, he's going to be doing his thing 30, 40. Dude can drop 50 or 60 on any given night. So I, uh, I have no doubt that they, they, they will be right back uh, where they need to be. But those, those are my uh, two keys right now, Ben. I, I'm sure there's much more, but let's get your takeaways. What, uh, what do you think they need to change up? There were a couple possessions on the stretch where the Wizards were down, you know, three, four, five points with two minutes to go or whatever. The Sixers just absolutely collapsed on Brad and Russ every time they drove. I mean, there was those turnovers where Brad was literally in the air and had no choice but to just throw it because the Sixers just gave him no air to operate. Every single time that happened, Rui Hachimura was wide open. And there were times where there's, I get it, the Wizards are not the best three-point shooting team in the league. Rui Hachimura is a guy that you'd probably want to leave open Wizards have to trust these players to knock these shots down. Rui has done it before. He's hit some clutch shots before. We've seen him hit hit clutch shots earlier in the season. Um, I think an open Rui three is a lot better than than having Brad sort of just throw himself at four defenders. There were were literally times where it was three, four, sixers totally surrounding Beal and Russ where they couldn't do anything. Trust your teammates more. And for Scott Brooks, Davis Bertans, I think, needs more minutes on the stretch. These bigger players who can who can who can throw their bodies around and bully the Sixers a little bit around, like Anthony Gill, I think he needs playing time. As much as I love Ish Smith and as much as I think he's contributed, this is a really bad matchup for Ish. The right. Sixers play really big. The Wizards can't afford to keep playing small. Really Scott Brooks, size. I think, is coaching for his career in Washington. They get swept. I think that's bad news for Scott Brooks and his future in D.C. You've got to give yourself a shot to win. Playing small is not that, Anthony. And it remains to be seen because Scott, he's struggled with these adjustments. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Do you think Scott makes these adjustments or do you think he's set in stone? We're going to keep doing what got us to the dance. And if that means we lose, we lose. He's going to continue to do what he did, man. I mean, come on. The, the season has not changed. He is going to continue with his rotations 100%. He will continue to play Ishmith and Halonetto on some wild matchups, man. He loves those guys. He, I mean, him, he himself, he probably sees, you know, parts of himself in those guys. I mean, he grew up as a real scrappy, um, you know, smaller point guard. So but I don't think he's going to make like the, like, no, he's not going to go against his, like his playbook. He's going to, he's going to coach how he coaches. So, I mean, I, I don't want to be pessimistic, but again, <clears throat> we'll see what we got. He's going to, uh, probably do what he's been doing all season that's uh that's really my take on it. i mean i we, we can just like we said last podcast Ben, before game one we can sit here and you know scream until we're blue in the face about things that we think that 
you know, are better for this, you know, for, for the Wizards and what Scott can do. But again, he's got the job. You know, he's been here for five years. He's going to probably do, you know, continue with the same game plan he's had all season long. And that can result at with a bunch of random rotations, which he's been always trying out three different point cards set, you know, several forward. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's always been all over the board. So yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, do you, I actually do Anthony. I, I think it was so bad here where I, I think he, they'll watch tape. And I think Scott Brooks will see that they literally don't have a shot at winning. If they don't start playing bigger, <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't think they can win a game. If they play th- three players, six, three and under against a team, that starts a six ten guard. Ben, did do you think he want well, like they watch tape after the Celtics loss? I mean, come on. I know where you're going. What, I know where you're going. What we saw, how I mean, how easy it was for Tatum. I mean, throughout so so much of that game, shooting over whoever he wanted, and whoever he wanted was Inish Smith, a Howell Neto, a Bradley Beal at times. I mean. What do you think it is then, Anthony? Because I think that's a deeper question than us speculating on what the lineup is. Why do you think Scott is doing that? Like, do you think he just flat out doesn't trust the the guys we've mentioned, Anthony Gills? The look, I I'm mean, not going to say he's here, looking at different. He's looking at other things that we're not talking about. 100. Like what? He just has. I mean, I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, he's looking at obviously like like different different things. I mean, just like you said right there. I mean, how like you know uh, in the earlier segment that. There is validation to what he's saying about pace of play, which, of course, I would never say that a, a seasoned veteran coach, you know, a former M- NBA player, does not know what he's talking about in terms of that. I mean, yes, intuition that's unmatched. I mean, throughout you know decades and decades of knowledge for sure. But again, I we did not, we would have never thought he would have said something like that about Daniel Gafford ever, like about his weight. I mean, right now he's probably looking at a million different things that we're not addressing that we're not looking at. I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know what goes on. I mean, and again, he's probably holding so much back when he does talk to, to the media and when he does, I mean, let things out. I mean, again, I mean, let it be known. The starting point guard for the Washington wizards, Russell Westbrook played it whole 40, what 50 games with a fully or, you know, or probably 30 or 40 games with a fully torn quad. And he just let us know that two weeks ago. I mean, they're not uh, teams don't let a lot of things out. And and Scott Brooks, when he gets asked coaching questions, he, you know, he keeps it moving. He does not. I, I, I'm guessing he's not going, I mean, obviously no coach wants to give up their strategy, but again, he knows how to talk to the media. He knows how to talk. I mean, and, and again, in Washington, um, the questions aren't, you know, that, that hard that are coming in. It's not like, it's not like the presence in New York or Boston or LA, right. Where it's just, we're, it's crazy, you know, Philadelphia, it's where it's absolutely, you know, cutthroat. I mean, so again, Ben, I, I'm just, that's just my guess. He's looking at just much, I mean, d- different things. And, and again, I, I wish I can, you know, take some guesses right now, but I feel like I just be, could, would be completely wrong. I mean, I can't wrap my head around Russell Westbrook, Howell Neto, and a Smith all, 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 all out on the floor at the same time, excuse me. Uh, but again, We've seen it kind of work at times. So Ben, I don't know. It's uh, my head. My head continues to spin. So I mean, go go ahead. Come yeah, on, I th- I think I think I think Scott looks at them and says like, you know, Howell Netter and Smith are better 
NBA players in Chandler Hutchinson and, and Anthony Gill. And and I think to beat a really good team, you got to have your best players playing. And that's why I, I'm playing these guys. And you give up some matchup size. Sure, you give up size, but also you gain some skill there because I trust Ish and how not to make the right play and score when we need it over Anthony Gill and Chandler Hutchinson, who obviously aren't in a rotation for the reason. I'm not sitting here pretending Hutchinson and Gill are cap- like uh, surefire role players in the NBA, especially in the playoffs. I'm not saying that, but... I do think the size differential is so significant where the Wizards have to give up some of that skill, if you will, just to just to have an opportunity to defend properly. Because when you have Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid all on the floor, they're all 6'10 and taller, all capable defenders, capable of shooting the ball with the exception of Ben Simmons. It's tough to win basketball games. Anthony, that's what we're looking forward to tomorrow. But before we watch that game, Tune into Lockdown today. It's 20 minutes, and host Peter Bukowski updates you on everything you need in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lockdown Wizards fans, it's still playoff hoops. We don't want to bum you out too much. How often do we get Wizards playoffs hoops with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal? Enjoy it. We want to thank you for listening. As always, we'll be back with you again tomorrow to break down what could be a win, a loss. we got to wait and find out. If you haven't already, Go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Lockdown Wizards for Anthony. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.